Wow. Are you kidding me? I admire others and their stories. I admire conscious connections. Getting to know people and learning from them in small and big ways. <laughs> Here's to connecting with others and sharing their stories and experiences from their mouths to your ears. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Chat with JVAX with our incredible guest, Jibby. What's up, Jibby? Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I am so excited to have you. I have been following along on your journey on Instagram, and I'm excited to bring your light into these episodes and share it with the world. <laughs> oh, appreciate that. It's been so cool um, just following people on Instagram and seeing like connections being made and you are one of them. And so I'm so grateful for this opportunity. <laughs> When you use social media for the best, it can bring so many great things out of it. Honestly, yeah, I feel like there can be a very negative stigma with it. And then, you know, if you learn how it can be used for like the positive for your benefit, oh, like amazing, beautiful things can happen. <laughs> Yes. And I know for me personally, every time I see you post, I am smiling. I am beaming. I'm saying, Aww. wow, how creative is this amazing woman and just sharing yourself as you do. Um, and I'm excited to share your story. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me again. And yeah, let's get <laughs> well, friends who are listening on this episode, uh, if you don't know Jibby, Jibby is, as I will say, probably over and over again, an incredible woman who has almost 120 plus followers on Instagram and growing. She has 40K on YouTube and over 60K on TikTok. Jibby, you quit your nine to five and became a personal trainer who, in not just my eyes, but in others, is absolutely changing lives. Mm. <laughs> and Jibby, you're passionate about fitness and mental health and mindset and mm -hmm. a self-healing journey. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, what's your story? How did you find yourself on this incredibly unique journey? Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, well, I was born in deep now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Take me so, way back. <laughs> let's start from the very beginning. Well, um, well, we can start kind of where my professional journey started. Yeah. And I'll say that kind of started in college when I was really passionate about biology and the body and I wanted to be a doctor. And so I was going to school pre-med and I realized I hated it. And I did not want to be in school for years and years and years and just be so stressed and I think the biggest thing for me was that there wasn't this work-life balance like work was everything and just seeing the path that medical students had to take like that had to be priority over everything and so I was like I, I think I actually want to have a life where I can have time off and enjoy a relaxed lifestyle and prioritize my health you know it's so funny that like 
you know, as a doctor, you're, you're going, 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 and you're losing sleep and you're, you don't have a social, you know, there's this like well-rounded aspect that like you can get if you're really intentional about that. And I was just like, I, I think I need a different path. And so I was in an engineering school and I decided to, switch into software engineering, which is a huge pivot for me. I'd never done it, but because the school was specializing in that, I decided, okay, let's like see if this is, see if this is a thing. I was dabbling in psychology and acting and all of these different things just to explore and figure out what I wanted to do because my whole life I thought I'd wanted to be a doctor and so now it was this exploration season but because I was in engineering school I decided all right let's just go with it let's do this and so I graduated with an engineering degree and moved forward into my first full-time job um, which then turned into five years in the engineering industry. All the while I was, I've always stayed um, pretty active in my lifestyle. I've loved to uh, move my body. When I was young, I was on a traveling jump rope team. And it was like for some of my earliest travels was like traveling to Canada and Disney World and like all of these different places as a young kid is just yeah. like, so it's so cool because my eyes were open to these new experiences while like constantly staying fit. And it was like one of my earliest memories of what it looked like to be disciplined and really consistent at something. Um, that I chose to do, you know, because school is kind of like, you got to show up for that. You got to do it. But I like saw this jump rope team. I was like, ah, mom, I want to do that. And I was the one who woke up at like 5 a.m. as like a nine-year-old to go to practices with my, my team. And, you know, it was just all of these things that my coach really instilled this like sense of discipline in me that I chose to do from a young age. And so that I saw that carry out through my older years where I was deciding to like join teams and be a part of something and show up and be consistent. And so as I got to this point in my engineering career where I was, there was a little bit of tension because I realized I love learning and I was kind of at my capacity with learning in my specific role. And so I was like, I don't know what it is, but I've got this itch. And then my, my company actually, we ran out of funding and we got about 25% of the company um, got laid off. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people, sadly. So I went into this huge, I mean, getting laid off, especially for the first time is really, it's really traumatizing because you believe that you have this sense of security in this job. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's gone and you have no idea how you're going to pay your bills. Like I, I didn't realize how traumatic it would be. And I mean, I never, I never guessed that that would happen to me, but, um, but it really opened my eyes up to realize, do I really want to do this? Cause yeah, I could spend more time interviewing and get a new job, but I decided like, this is actually an opportunity. Maybe I didn't decide that it kind of just like slapped me in the face. It was like, this is a new opportunity. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to figure out what you want to do with your life. And so I took that season of, I mean, it, initially it was a season of depression. I was really depressed. I didn't have a drive to get up in the morning because like if you're for five years straight waking up and you, you have this consistent job and then all of a sudden it's gone, like you just, there's no purpose. It feels like that at the very least, you know? And so I really had to dig deep and figure out what is my actual purpose beyond just what I do for work like what what drives me what brings me life what brings me joy 
And so I just decided that I was going to wake up and spend each day very intentionally. And I talked to my therapist and she was like, you need to pick some things that bring you energy. Like, what are the things not that, that, you know, are distracting or mindless or escapist, but like, what is really going to bring you energy in your life? And so I was like, well, I don't know. I'd like, I watch TV all day now that I don't have a job. Like, I guess that doesn't, she's like, well, do you feel refreshed after doing that? Oh, I feel super guilty. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. And so I got went on this journey of figuring out what that was. And one of those things was working out. I was like, I love working out. I love the energy that it brings me. I love being able to move my body. And so I started going to a gym and then I started instructing at the gym shortly after because I loved it so much. And then the pandemic hit. So that brings me to where I am now. Well, not all the way to where I'm now, but kind of in this new season of life in this fitness journey. So that's kind of like how I got to the point, the journey, the backstory of how I got to the point um, of, of diving headfirst into fitness from this engineering role. Yeah. Yeah. The backstory of Jibby. <laughs> <laughs> And it it sounds like, I mean, there was a few, a few times where, you know, you got laid off and then COVID happened. So two Mm -hmm. setbacks we'll Mm -hmm. say, but you didn't, I mean, you might've gotten set back a little bit, but look where you are now. So Mm -hmm. how past that, past COVID, you know, when Mm -hmm. you had to kind of reroute, what did you tell yourself? Did you work with your therapist some more? Did you kind of take what she said or he said and, and kind of run with it? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of sad because once I got laid off, I had one more session with my therapist before I was no longer covered. So that was the last time we had talked and that was what I ran with. I ran with like, what brings me energy? What can I do day to day that brings me joy, fills me up and gives me a purpose to wake up each morning, you know? And for me, that was connecting with my faith and also like moving my body and so if I could do those two things each day I feel like I had a really fulfilled day and that's what kept me going it was like yeah I'm incredibly depressed I don't know what's gonna get me through the season and I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills but I'm gonna just put one step one foot in front of the other and just take one Mm -hmm. step at a time and so that's what I did I just every day I woke up and I decided to do that and with this job at the gym that helped me pay some bills and so it's like okay we're starting somewhere this is something small um And I realized I really didn't want to go back to um, software engineering at that time. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll figure this out. When the pandemic hit, it was like, again, yet another set of layoffs where all of the instructors got laid off, the gym shut down. And I was like, this, it wasn't as devastating this time because I realized I'd still had this love and I can still do this without the gym. And so I was still moving my body and I realized people in my life who were close to me, they were coming to my classes and they were like, wait, how do you do this? How do you do this? And I realized I was like, wait, this isn't just knowledge that everybody has like you guys oh you need help you need me to help you figure this out the stuff that I find so like natural and innate is something that like 
my roommates and my family they needed help with and so I was like I'll just like throw some YouTube videos up on and see like so you guys can have some follow along workouts the gyms are closed down so we'll just do this together and it'll be like our accountability so it started as just this like passion project and at this point I was like all right well now I need a real job to pay my bills so I got a software engineering role and but I kept this part of me that was I no longer put my identity fully in the work that I was doing I now had you know I do work and that pays my bills and then I have this passion project and I love doing this thing and so um, I started my Instagram I started my YouTube and I started posting and like just sharing the little knowledge that I had but like apparently it wasn't just little knowledge it was like it was a lot it was it was more than the the lay person that like people really appreciated that I was sharing this knowledge um and so it started with friends and family and slowly grew and connected with other influencers like you and it's been so cool to see this journey of like growth of my path like I scroll back to my earlier posts and see how different they were from today and you know it's just like it, I think it's a beautiful thing to see our path and our journey and see how we change over time and um what people what we find valuable and then also what other people um find very valuable from our platform so um so yeah it's been this crazy season of going from being a full-time engineer to having this passion project to now being full-time. I quit my job four months ago and that was exactly a year after I started my YouTube channel and Instagram and it just felt very full circle to see um, companies that were reaching out that actually allowed me to have a relatively sustainable income, you know, and, and, um, and starting to put out programs that people can buy and help support me. And so it's been really cool to see this journey of, okay, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm jumping in, I'm diving in, and I'm really going to show up for myself and do the thing that makes me so passionate and, and like enjoy waking up every day. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're bringing the energy every single day. And <laughs> I, I know on me following you on Instagram and watching your journey, it started with, with fitness. And then mm -hmm. you started hosting these workshops that aren't yeah. just about fitness. Can you yeah. kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I, I was taking this business course and there were my, my coach was really pushing me to just try new things, try um, figuring out like what it is that brings you joy and what makes you so passionate. And so I was like, I, I really love fitness, but a reason why I like fitness is because it's a stepping stone for a healthy lifestyle. There are so many stepping stones and you can start anywhere. And fitness was what brought me out of this like terrible mental health season. And then I started layering on top of that. It was fitness. And then it was being able to like recognize my unhealthy mental patterns and then, you know, going to therapy and just layering on top, like what it looks like to have this holistic, healthy lifestyle. And so I was deciding like, I, I love fitness and I want this to be the hook for what brings people in because it's applicable to everyone. Everyone needs to move their body. Right. And yeah. so being able to use that as a hook, but then recognize that this is a stepping stone. It really is for what it looks like to create a life that is filled with joy, um, you know, sustaining joy. Like there are going to be seasons that come and go and 
the best part about it is that you can have this like sustaining peace throughout all the craziness of life. And that's what I'm learning. I'm learning that despite the bad seasons and the good seasons, like there can be this everlasting like joy and peace that comes from knowing what fills you and like really pursuing after your passions, what your life is meant to be. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I've learned in this season is that I was trying so hard to be somebody to the world, like engineering or a doctor, like that's, that's what sounded successful to the world, to my family, to prove myself as like a successful person and to really sit down in front of, in front of my family and say like, hey, so I know I'm a vice president of engineering at a successful startup, and this is a great journey I've been on, but I'm quitting my job to be a personal trainer. <laughs> like, it's, it's the craziest thing I could have imagined, and I never would have thought that I would be doing that. I would be in this position where I'm like giving up this life that I thought that I was building for myself, but at the end of the day, it wasn't for me. It was yeah. for other people who were looking at me, and so when I decided to really take stock of like what's inside, what what brings me joy each day, then I was able to really start pivoting my lifestyle into that, like, you know, that, that thing that brought me joy. And so I wanted to, I wanted to bring that to others. I wanted to be able to share like, hey, I know that you might be burnt out. You might be stressed. This season that we're in during the pandemic has been so stressful for so many people and devastating in so many ways. And it's also been really enlightening, like just seeing the studies of so many millennials at this point have been quitting their jobs because they're realizing that, do I really want to sit at a desk for eight, 10 plus hours a day for the rest of my life until I retire? Like, do I want to wait for that joy at the end of my life or do I want to bring it in now? Do I want to create a rhythm of joy and like health and just, you know, a sustainable lifestyle that like you can you until you're 70 like what I'm setting my life up for now I'm never going to retire I hope to never retire because I hope to just do the thing that I love doing every day and figure out ways to get paid for it you know yeah. and so that's that's what I just like I that is where the workshop started is like I want to be able to bring that concept to people is that we can do the thing that our hearts desire and like that is that's it that's the, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So you're, you're doing these workshops and you are really instilling joy and greatness into others. It, it sounds mm -hmm. like you're kind of showing, look at the greatness I had inside of me and the joy mm -hmm. I had inside of me. And I recognize that. So oh, I'm yeah. going to share it out to the world. Oh yeah. Do you have people who have come back to you after these workshops and said, this is what, look what I just did and, and yeah. how incredible it was. It's really cool to see like people, I think on the platform in general, being so open and available to the world. Like you said, it's just like the growth that I've seen over the past year and a half has been so immense that I have, I have gotten so much feedback from people about like, you know, the, the words that I mentioned, like some, whether it's a workshop or a story or a post, like something it, and what keeps me going and what really inspires me over and over again is to know that I'm encouraging others and so I had gotten this dm and she okayed me to share this but she'd mentioned how she was in a um a 
a physically violent um, relationship. Mm -hmm. And so she was stuck in this domestic violence situation and she was being bullied about her body. And so she stopped working out. She was incredibly depressed and she didn't have motivation to show up for herself because her home wasn't even safe. Mm -hmm. And she said that she'd seen my post and was really inspired by the things that I was sharing. And she started she started going to the gym and like working out at her um, with her company. And she said that she before she was like so intimidated by working out around other people. She was so scared of not knowing what it was like, what specific moves she needed to do. And after seeing these posts and seeing my encouragement really really pushed through that and started showing up and has like worked out multiple times with her company and like has seen change on the other side and um got out of that relationship and so i mean her words were just it was really inspiring for me because i i don't think that i realized that reach i don't i Sometimes it feels like, oh, I'm just filming a workout that I'm doing and sharing that. But like the knowledge that I'm bringing to people is helping empower them and encourage them to show up, you know, and take up space and not be intimidated. And I love that like people can like with knowledge comes that like, seriously, it's so cliche, but with the knowledge of working out, like there's this power that comes with it. Like you, you, you literally feel more powerful, you know, you're like lifting weights, but then also there's this like space you start taking up, you know, like you start owning the space you're in instead of like cowering and being intimidated. And I love that I'm learning to do that in my life and then share that with other people. And then they're coming back to me and sharing how they, they are really doing that. They are really showing up and feeling so much more encouraged and powerful. Um, So yeah, it's been a beautiful process to like see that in myself and then show up for other people and then them coming back and showing me that it is, it is working. It is like a thing that, that to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, because on the internet, it's so, it's so easy to get discouraged and like be um, just second guessing yourself. Like, is this the right thing? Am I doing this right? And so many eyes on me, what, what should I be doing? And like, just those messages, they help make like everything worth it. Like the mean comments, the bad comments, the negativity, like it makes everything worth it. And it helps me to know, like, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up for myself and for other people. Yeah. And it's like, you're taking up space and that can be so hard to accept that Mm -hmm. you yourself are going to take up space, whether that's in the gym or Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so many people fall into that. And you kind of said it where you're kind of like crumbling or you're in Mm -hmm. this little space, but when you're Mm -hmm. going to the gym and you're, you're encouraged by other women who are showing Mm -hmm. you exactly how it's done. You're like, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. I yeah. can do that too. And oh, yeah. instead of them doing this at the gym, they start like a butterfly. They start spreading their wings yep. and they do take up space. They walk in like, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a girl yes. and I'm going to work out because I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. It's so cool to see other women in the gym and like see yeah. other people like, like when they tag me in posts and show me like their workouts, I'm just like, 
makes me so happy. Like, I just, I love it. I love that we're moving out of this like stigma of like, oh, you know, if I work out this way, that's going to make me bulky or I'm going to look a certain way. Like, you know, we're going to be stronger like inside and out. And that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite affirmations to give to a woman is you are strong. Mm. And I think a lot of times people, women, especially they, they fall into like, you are beautiful or you are pretty. And people focus Mm -hmm. a lot on those types of looks, but Mm -hmm. when you actually sit there and, and think, yes, I am strong. You look yourself in the mirror from the start to the middle, to wherever you are in your fitness Mm -hmm. journey and Mm -hmm. you flex a muscle and you're like, holy shit, I am strong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so empowering. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's so cool to see, like, especially when you're, I I used to be so like weird about taking pictures. I was like, I don't want to take pictures of myself. Like, is this, this is like kind of self-absorbed, but I, when I started taking pictures of myself and videos of myself at the gym, I was realizing like, even looking back at the pictures from just a year ago, or like, you know, if I didn't have those pictures, I wouldn't have realized like how far I've actually come and how much growth I've had in my body. And then like, also it just mentally, like I, I, I've expanded so many mental muscles and I've gone through a lot, like in my past seed, like this past year, I was in an abusive household and it was, um, it, it was really, being like emotionally tested and mentally um, tested and figuring out like, how do I survive in a space where I'm not meant, like, this is not meant for me to thrive. And so I was really trying to hold on to the things that um, were good in my life. And that's what brought me so much strength was being able to know that like, I am physically strong and like, physically and mentally, and I can get through seasons, like they're Mm -hmm. going to be really tough seasons they're going to be amazing seasons and the tough seasons like we use the strength that we're building throughout our life throughout like you know our our physical strength and our mental strength to get us through those tough seasons and so that's what's been a huge learning experience for me yeah and you keep mentioning these seasons and Mm -hmm. I I'm thinking back to all the seasons I've had too it's, it's really resonating and this leads me to you know my question of you know what season do you think you're in right now? Do you define those by a specific word or a feeling? Mm, um, I, I think it's a feeling. I've really been following like my emotions, not letting them like define me, but really help to identify like what it is that I'm going through, like mentally, emotionally, because my emotions really tell me like, okay, what, what do I need to work on? Like if I'm being triggered a lot, like, okay, I'm not going to let that define me. I'm not going to be that like negative influence that like wants to come up in me, but I'm going to recognize what's going on and see what I need to address. And right now I'm in this season, this really, really amazing season of peace. Like I was able to get out of that negative household. I'm able to like, you know, quit my job and start working for myself and, just seeing opportunity after opportunity come my way and recognize how much like this, this, this is really meant for me. You know how you kind of take a step that's really scary and then you're like, crap, I don't know if that was the right thing. Like every single step that I've taken in this season has just been so right. And the things that I've needed have like come to me. And so I've just been like, 
so grateful for everything that I've been going through in this season because like it is it has been a season of just like gratefulness just gratitude like overflowing gratitude for everything that's been coming but then also peace recognizing like I don't have a sustainable income like I don't like sometimes I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent the next month but I have still this peace because I know that the the right things are going to come my way, you know? And so it's just been like recognizing every step that I've taken up until now has been so right. And that I don't need to have this like spirit of like worry or fear or anxiety, which I have battled my whole entire life. I've battled through depression and anxiety for so long and getting into this season of like peace. I've literally created like externally what has been going on inside. Like my home has become like my little oasis of peace and I love it. Like I have so many plant babies and just like my little dog. And it's just this like little comfort, like there's this this Danish word it's called hig. I don't even know how to say it right but it's like it means like cozy and I've just created this like really cozy peaceful home for myself because it's a reflection of what has been going on inside and it's just just peace it's like joy and peace and I've been so thankful for that because then I'm able like as I'm filling myself up I'm able to like pour out to other people and so I've created this like this morning routine where I focus really on pouring into myself so that like, you know, then I can show up on Instagram, then I can show up in a person to other people, like fully being myself while like filling my cup up. Because I think it can be so easy when you're caught up in a job to like immediately like wake up and start doing and going and going and having just like the to-do of everything you need to do day to day and realizing like, oh crap, I'm, I'm so burnt out. I have nothing to say. I don't know what, like, what I'm doing, what I'm doing here, why I'm showing up here. And when I start my day for myself, filling myself up, and then I show up for others, it is like, there's just such a drastic difference with like who, who I am when I'm fully fully filled up and then can pour out on this full cup, you know, just like overflowing. So that's been a beautiful thing in this season as well. Yeah. I love how you said you focus on yourself before you can like, you know, focus on others or give mm-hmm. others. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're a a 5am club, correct? You, you, you're, yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what exactly does, does your routine look like for you to mm-hmm. get yourself mentally prepared and physically prepared for the day? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm going <laughs> to just take it through the list. It started off, it started off pretty like, you know, reasonable challenge yeah we could do this so the 5 a.m club for those who don't know is like the 2020 20 challenge it's 20 minutes of exercise then 20 minutes of meditation and then 20 minutes of learning or reading and so I started off like my the first week that I quit my job I was like I have such a an addictive personality that like I could so easily fall into the trap of just like watching tv all the time with all free all the free time that I now have now that I don't have a job I like if I start a new series like you won't see me for like a month (laughs) it's so it's that bad and so I was like I don't I don't want to fall into this trap of like 
escapism because t television yeah. has been escapism for me like I don't drink and so like I I used to use that as escapism and then I was like mm, I'm gonna decide against that and then I was like television I love it I love acting as an art I love everything that it brings as entertainment but I know for me in this season I need to take a break and like focus on like filling my cup. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break from that. And then I met somebody who told me about 5am club. I hadn't even read the book yet. And I just immediately woke up at 5am the next day, did the 2020 20 challenge. and was like, I'm going to keep doing this for the next 30 days and we'll see how it goes. And it's been like four months later and I'm still going. <laughs> addicted personality. It's amazing. <laughs> exactly. Like addicted to the good stuff is never yes. wrong. Right. I love that. So it's been the best, the best thing for me to like still stay consistent in that. And like, I love how you put that addicted to the good stuff. Like, you, you know, like addicted, I didn't even think about it like that, like addictive personality, but applying to yeah the, like morning routine. I like that a lot. Actually, we yeah. use that. <laughs> okay, well, um, you said it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's cool that now I'm feeling like it is really this realization of like, taking out those things that like have been negative in my mm -hmm. life and like putting things back in that are like a positive influence on me. And so waking up each day, I like spend time reading the Bible and then I journal and then I meditate mm -hmm. and then I learn something new. And right now I'm getting my certified personal training certificate. And so I am doing that, sitting in the morning, I make sure to get breakfast. And then like I close it off with like washing my face, brushing my teeth and walking my dog. And it's just like every day when I hit these things, like I don't always hit every single one, but being able to show up for myself in one way, like whether it's reading a book or eating breakfast, um, walking the dog, just like making sure that what I'm doing, I'm choosing to do for myself first thing in, in the day. And then like, and I don't pick up my phone besides like if I'm recording it, like time-lapse my my experience yeah. but I don't look at any messages like I don't grab my phone until like two or three or four hours sometimes after I've been awake and like doing life for myself mm -hmm. you know and so when I can start my four hours of the day filling my cup up I have like so much energy and like capacity to pour out to other people and so that's been really cool to be able to um to do that and then um working in workouts into that as well and um figure it and then like it changes so much you know I started yeah. with 2020 and now it's been just like transitioning into whatever it is that works for me in this season and right now it's been um really cool just figuring that out figuring out like okay well this is this is I I want to add like another book into my season. I want to add more studying into it. I want to be more intentional with my breakfast. So um, yeah, it's been cool just to um, to constantly be in this change, but be consistent showing up. So waking yeah. up at 5 a.m., still deciding to pour into myself and then like whatever feels, feels that um, just like falls into place. So it's yeah. been cool, yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and you said that whatever fits in the season that you're in, you will add yeah. that to. Do mm -hmm. you ever feel that you add something? Do you ever feel overwhelmed that you added something else or do you take things out? Like, what does that look like for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it was, <laughs> there was a season where it was really stressful. My morning routine, I was like, 
this shouldn't be a stressful thing. Like I should be enjoying this. Why am I stressed? It's because I had this like huge list of things that I wanted to do. And like, I was like, okay, I gotta wake up at 5 a.m. Then I'm gonna drink my lemon water. Then I'm gonna read this book. And then I'm gonna read this book. And then I'm gonna meditate. And then I'm gonna work out. And then I'm gonna do this and do this and do this. And, th- and it was like, this is a really long, mo- this is not a morning routine. This is like a full day routine. <laughs> this is like a whole thing. And so when I realized like how much I was trying to pack in to like, like a morning I was like half of my day is already gone like what am I doing um so then I was like I was like all right I'm gonna give myself some slack here and figure out like what what do I actually want to keep in this and what do I want to let go I feel like I finally minimized it enough to the point where it's like I finish up my routine I like wake up at five I finish my routine around eight to nine and then I'm able to like start my day start posting, start showing up on Instagram, um, do whatever else, like the admin work of my role, um, like workouts and all of that other stuff um, during the day and let some things flow in later in the day. Mm-hmm. So just being that like morning routine, it can be short too. Like, and I, that's what I encourage everybody who like follows me and sees this path, like this um, journey of my morning routine is like, it can be as small as five minutes. It doesn't have to be this huge, crazy thing. Like just being able to show it, that's all you have. Like mm-hmm. showing up for yourself is so important. Cause I know I've woken up so many days where I would just like immediately grab my phone and start scrolling. And it's just like the first thing that I'm thinking about in the day is like what other people are doing. And if I'm comparing myself to them, then I'm not in a healthy mind space. But if I'm filling myself up first and then showing up for others, like I feel filled already. I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel like I'm comparing myself. I can just fully enjoy what other people are bringing to the table, you know? And that's a beautiful part about it is that I've seen a shift in my mindset as well. It was like, I'm not waking up and like looking like, oh crap, I haven't done this yet. It's like, yeah, I'm going to wake up for myself, do the things that I need to do. And then I can show up and pour out and like really show up for others intentionally. And that's been a really cool part for me is like just being able to show up for others because I'm showing up for myself, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a really great point that you're not on your phone immediately. And when people wake up, if you start the day comparing yourself to others, Mm -hmm. how does that affect your one mental health to your Mm self-love and the way you interact with the world that day? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's that, I mean, yes, to all of those points, like asking yourself, is this healthy for me? Mm -hmm. Is this the best thing that I can do for myself right now. And it's addictive. That's the thing. Like I'm, I've been there. I have an addictive personality and know it. Like you, you really have to like decide to take stock. Sometimes it's a slap in the face, like a layoff to tell you like, is your life going the way that you want it to? Sometimes it's more traumatizing than that. Sometimes it's not that traumatizing. You just like see other people doing life and you're like, wait, I want to do that, you know, and you decide yeah. for yourself that like you want to make this shift. And so every time I see something positive in somebody else that I decide like, you know what, that's really inspiring for me. I want to do that as well. Then I decide that like, I'm going to shift my life around, figure out like what looks right. And the thing is, it's so fluid. Like nothing is set in stone. It's always a learning experience. Like I'm going to be learning and growing for the rest of my life. And so that's the, the coolest part about it is that like, I get to be consistent in showing up for myself, but I don't have to feel bad when things change. I don't have to be afraid of change. And yeah. so if like, you know, I get laid off, like, you know, if I'm at a full-time job and I get laid off and that's like, 
not this, it doesn't need to be this devastating thing anymore. It can be a learning experience. It can be something that I like figure out, okay, well, what's my next season? Do I want to get another job? Do I want to focus on a passion project? Do I want to figure out what life looks like? Do I want to travel for a year? Do I want to go on vacation? Do I want to take a break, you know? And so it's been cool to like take a step back from life take stock of what's going on and then show up fully, you know, and really just decide what it is that you want your life to look like. Yeah. Like you're, you're patient and you're gentle with taking Mm -hmm. stock. And I think, like you said, you're taking a step back in your, your viewing life Mm -hmm. in a specific lens that you may not have viewed before. And it's like, what are those things that you have when you were a kid where you would like, like press the button and it would go, oh, yeah. and it would change. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like, like those binoculars, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and when it comes to change, I feel like a lot of people get scared about that. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really hard to, to handle or, or manage. Do you have any tips for how to really manage changes that are yeah. potentially super quick in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, definitely been through that. I yeah. also decided within like, I think it was three weeks, I was living somewhere and I was deciding within three weeks, I had moved my entire life and changed cities, drove eight hours to a new city. All Like, it was just a crazy season so quick, but it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And like the layoff, you know, that was a positive change for me. The layoff was uh positive change in the end, but in the moment, it felt like a really negative one. And the tip that I would have is, number one, having people around you who you feel like you can lean on. I think I called so many of like my family members, my friends all the time because I felt so alone and scared and just having people who you can trust be a voice or not even a voice but just a listening like like a person who can just really sit there and listen has been like a huge thing in season transition because sometimes you don't need a voice to tell you what to do you just need somebody to be able to listen so you can vent and, and like talk it out, like whether that's a therapist as well, it can be a professional person who can listen, but like just somebody who like, I'm so grateful that I had that therapist, like just tell me, take stock, like figure out yeah. what actually fills you up. That that was so helpful for me. And I don't think that I, don't, I probably would have gotten there eventually, but in the moment, like I was not thinking about that. I was just like, woe is me. All, the world is against me. I hate everything. <laughs> yeah. And like having somebody who has just like, you know, a, impartial kind of view on things can help to give you like some words of wisdom so I would say that's that's one of the things number two is like really taking time to reflect um there's there was this quote that I read recently where um the fastest way to catch the sun is not by running to the west chasing after it it's going to the east going through the darkness to catch the sunrise I just got chills. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful because you can see the sun. You have to see the darkness. You have to go through the darkness. Exactly. You have to go through the darkness. And sometimes you have to meet those feelings where you are. You have to not shun them away, not stay busy. I feel like we're stuck in this the culture of busyness. Mm -hmm. And when you're really forced to slow down, 
take stock of what it is that you're feeling, that is where you can really start to see the sunrise on the other side of things. You have to go through the dark. You have to meet those dark feelings that those scary feelings that like we're taught to avoid. We're taught to spend time watching TV, to stay busy, to avoid grief, to avoid mourning, to avoid loss. Like we're we're taught that being okay is the goal of life. We just need to be okay constantly. And if something's not okay, then we need to run away from that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we need to sit in that, sit in whatever it is that is coming to us and making us feel the way we are. And the, um, the advice that somebody gave me that was like so profound at the time was when you're triggered, it doesn't have to do with the other person. It has to do with you. And so you need to take stock and reflect on why it is that you're triggered about something. Because like, I don't know, somebody could do something that's just like generally not, maybe not like a great thing. Like, I don't know, somebody um, like decided that they were going to go and like, I I don't even know. Like there's so many situations where I can think of where I'm like, okay, that's embarrassing to share publicly. I'm like, okay, this is a trigger of mine. Like, I I know that I have a trigger where, like, if I get abandoned super easily, like, I'm just, like, off the wall. Like, just this person, I can't believe they did this thing, you know? And then I realized, like, oh, I mean, yeah, this is not the greatest thing. Like, getting abandoned in any way, it's not fun. But, like, I might be overreacting, maybe just a little bit. And realizing, like, oh, this is this might be a pattern in me that I need to accept and realize and reflect on why it is that I feel this way and meet myself in those feelings, really face that darkness instead of projecting it on somebody else, really reflecting back on myself to figure out why does I feel a certain way and then coming into my own like healing, self-healing. And like, I've been going to therapy and meditating and really coming into my faith and like just seeing all of the different aspects of what it looks like to self-heal, what it looks like to go through the process of healing the journey of like growing up, like growing up is just a traumatic, just a traumatic thing. Like everybody goes through it. We're all traumatized human beings. And so like life growing up is like unlearning that trauma and deciding if you want to keep these like old negative habits in your life, or if you want to like pull them out, look at them, recognize them for what they are. They were protective mechanisms when you needed to be safe in that season of your life. And maybe now you don't need those anymore and you can like let those go and put them down. And so I've been learning to pull out these triggers in me and like recognize them for what they were. Like, yeah, I used them to protect myself when I was younger and that's okay. And now I can put them down and let it go and be in this healing space for myself and so I I think that's been a huge aspect of um a big change small change just change in general has been this season of okay well I need to take stock of my life and figure out how to face face my emotions not let them take over me not be consumed by them but um, recognize them for what they are and move forward yeah Exactly. I, I like to say a lot because I find myself, I'm a projector. That's, mm. I, that I'm, I'm working on that. That's something that I really want to work on. And what I find is a really great, again, affirmation for me is I am not my emotions. Mm-hmm. And to actually recognize that 
And when you do feel an emotion, it could be a glimpse or it could hurt really bad. It could either feel in your heart or your stomach or your head. And you have to be like, okay, why was I triggered by this? Why do I feel this way in that specific area? And how do I identify? Mm -hmm. And when you pull out or you recognize any triggers that you have, do you journal about it? Do you meditate on it? How do you really kind of focus in and get to the core of what it is so you can bring them up, look at them and then let them go? Yeah. Oh man. So it's much easier said than it is done. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, there, there are like, for me, I've realized that like the small triggers, I find so much easier to like, let go of. Um, and then the big ones, the ones that have to do with like deep family trauma, those are the ones that are like still a work in progress and we're figuring it out as we go. We're still learning. We're still recognizing and bringing awareness to it, but it's so deeply entrenched in like my, what I thought thought was my identity that I'm having to like really unwind my identity with my protective mechanisms yeah. and, and really learn how to let that go. But it's been a part of me, a part of my identity for my whole, like, you know, Mem- all of my memories and so yeah. um it's been it's been really interesting I've been working with therapists so that's one thing is if you're realizing that you have um things that you really need to work on like therapy is I, I think we're getting to the point where maybe it's not as stigmatized but mm-hmm. even in like the older generation like my mom's generation it's still kind of like well why why would somebody know more about me than myself you know and it's like well a doctor like if I break my hand a doctor knows more about like my hand's been with me my whole yeah. life but the doctor has studied it for a lot of their life and they know what a healthy hand looks like so they're going to be able to fix this hand more than you could on your own. And so it's been really cool to like see and help educate people in my life who have had the stigma around it, be like, oh, actually, maybe, maybe they might know what they're talking about. Maybe, maybe I can trust them to like share a little bit of my emotions and a little bit more and see if that's something that I want to go down that path. And so, you know, if you're recognizing traumas and healthy habits in yourself, like I really recommend like finding a professional who can help you through that because it's, Mm -hmm. it's easy to try and figure it out on our own. It's easy to try, but it's not easy to actually do it. Um, And so uh, the other thing, like, and these are practices that I've learned from therapy as well as this journey of self-healing and light life coaching that I've been doing for others is um journaling has really been has brought a lot of self-awareness because I journal about gratitude to like start my day on a positive note and really start my day in this way of like okay well I I really want to start positively because I know when I wake up on a regular day without, without like, you know, in the past, it would just be like negative thoughts and like judging myself and I'm not doing good enough. And like, oh, I got to do all of these things in my to-do list. There was just all these thoughts. And it was just like, slow down. Like you're alive, you're breathing. How about we like just start the day being like, my goodness, I woke up today. Not everybody got that, you know? And it's really cool to like, when you take the weight of just everything that you are, like whatever it is that you're going through, when you just bring it down to like your breath, Mm -hmm. 
just taking a deep breath and being like, oh my gosh. I have the ability to take a deep breath. Like I've been learning so much about like emphysema and like people who've had heart, like lung problems. And the fact that some people just can't take a deep breath. And like the, like I take that for, for, I take advantage of that, you know, each day that I'm like stressed or filled with anxiety. And I just like bring it back to my breath and realize, I really have this opportunity to take a deep breath right now. And so like, just like when you bring it down to the like scientific level, when you are, you stop and you focus on your breath and you really focus on like the slow breathing, Mm -hmm. meditating has been a huge aspect of like bringing yourself into what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. your rest and digest. It tells your body that you're okay that you're not stressed and we can get in stuck in this chronic space of stress where we're just constantly like releasing stress hormones, so much cortisol, just like coursing through our body. And when we get back to this place of taking a deep breath and slowing down, it just tells your body first and foremost, that you're okay, then your emotions start to follow and then your thoughts start to follow. And so sometimes if you can't control your thoughts, cause we can't, mm-hmm. thoughts will come, but we can control our body. We can control what's happening inside of our body. And we can tell our body that we are okay. We're not stressed. And so that's been a huge practice for me is kind of like slowing down, starting my day, telling my body that I am not stressed and focusing on gratitude. Those have been huge for um, just unlearning negative patterns, mental patterns, like unlearning these negative mental patterns and really focusing on positive, like, and it's not this, toxic positivity where like I only can be positive and I can't have negative thoughts but it's allowing myself to be positive which most of my life I haven't it's been this stress of like just judgment you know and it's allowing myself this positivity that I didn't have before that I can focus on and be really present in the moment. I think my my old therapist called me a future worrier because I was worrying so much about what all of the negative possibilities that could happen. Mm -hmm. And when I just focus on the present moment, the fact that just like taking stock of the present moment that I can breathe, that I get to move my body, that I have a loving family, you know, all of these things that I might have taken advantage of before, it it makes the present moment just a little bit more bearable, even if the world is crumbling around me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally, I mean, like, I don't know, my eyes are watering and (laughs) that, it was just, it was, I mean, our conversation has been phenomenal thus far, but kind of we were chatting and chatting and chatting, and then we took a few breaths together, and then I could recognize you kind of slowing yourself down and Mm. really being very intentional by every single word that you stated, and I felt that, and I didn't just feel that, like, in my tears that are about to roll down my eyes, (laughs) but I felt it just in my core. I was like, my, my soul really felt how peaceful 
you feel mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. you keep resonating or keep stating to yourself, I am safe, I am secure, I am grateful. And mm-hmm. it goes such a long way, even through a screen 2,000 yeah. miles across <laughs> to the, the United States right now. Right. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so happy Wow. <laughs> that we can take a few deep breaths together and that, you know, we had this moment to like, just really connect, even if it's yeah. over a screen, but just like, you know, slow down. It's cool to see how like, you know, really in real time, how it can really change like and the the highs are really positive as well just great conversation yeah. at the start the yeah. energy is beautiful yeah, we love this, the energy we love the energy but then there's this cool like sustaining piece that you get to come back to it's like the waves of the ocean like the waves are yeah. gonna go be there but like sometimes you have the opportunity to just like seek sink deep into yeah. the depths of the like stillness of the ocean and recognize that like that's where, that's where you can sit. That's like your home base. You can come back to this peace that is just ever present and just breathe there and just sit there and enjoy that peace. I love how you brought the ocean into that. And like immediately I think of how the ocean is so many things. The ocean crashes down and the ocean crashes hard. It can feel like you're just being pummeled into the sand and that's your dark space. Mm-hmm. Then there's also this beauty of when it calms down, even though the waves are still crashing, mm-hmm. you look at it differently. You mm-hmm. sit with it differently. You take a breath with it and it doesn't seem as scary anymore. You don't mm-hmm. feel as dark anymore. You're just mm-hmm. in this space of peace and joy and, and relaxation because you went yeah. through that dark space and mm-hmm. you found your sunrise over right. the mm-hmm. ocean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> We're all just tearing up over here. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so freaking much. Oh my God. <laughs> Jimmy, you are absolutely amazing. And this has been an incredible story, an incredible share. And I know so many people are going to feel this and resonate with it and learn so much from you. I really want you to let us know where they can find you so they can reach out to you and let you know how much this meant to them. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Well, you can find me on Instagram. I am at studio.jibby on Instagram and TikTok and also on YouTube Studio Jibby. So uh, yeah, I would love to connect with anyone who this resonated with. And um, yeah, I've absolutely loved talking to you today. It was so beautiful. Well, thank you, Jibby. And thank you to everyone listening. We'll see you again next time on Let's Chat with Jay Bax.